1: All right, so before we take on this next subject of five questions facing the team as they head into the playoffs, I want to remind you about our wonderful sponsor here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. Uh, you know, when you're listening to this podcast on Tuesday, uh, you this is the perfect time for you to get your reminder that you need to head over to Boomer Jacks later today for half price bone in wings. And then tomorrow, it's half price boneless wings. Tuesdays and Wednesdays, they have you set up with the great. Wing specials, no better way to bring in 2023 than with some wings. And they've also got great drink specials for you every other day of the week. They've got drink specials starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer, wall-to-wall TVs for all of your sports-watching needs, live music. It's just a wonderful atmosphere. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to BoomerJacks.com. That's BoomerJacks.com. All right, Brian, uh, I've got five questions for you here. I, you know, we're, we're entering the playoff season. There's a bit of a 10 day layoff here. So I was kicking around some topics this morning on radio. uh, And I was like, let me, let me throw these at Brian and we can discuss some of these. So I've got five questions. As the Cowboys prepare to enter the playoffs, these aren't the most pressing or anything else. Just some stuff that I'm curious about. Number one for you here, Brian, should T Y Hilton be playing the majority of snaps on offense? So right now, Noah Brown plays over 50% of the snaps. Um, Michael Gallup obviously does CD lamb should T Y Hilton be playing at least 51% of the snaps every week.
0: I would say, uh, I would say yes, I would say yes. And I think there's, I think there's a place for Noah Brown. And I think Noah Brown has played very well for you. Uh, yeah. I know people get on him about drops or whatever, this, that, the other, I think Noah Brown's played well, well above what we thought he was going to do. Be I mean, let's be honest. We kind of all thought Noah Brown might be a, a a casualty when we were in Oxnard. Oh, they're going to keep all these guys. You know, what good's having Noah Brown around? Noah Brown's proved his worth. So, but to me, there's a special element about T.Y. Hilton and the way he plays. You saw yeah. it the other day. Hit The number of snaps he gets, he creates opportunities and he creates, he creates bad situations for their opponents. So to me... I'm I'm about putting him out there, and letting him fresh as he is, let him run routes, let him catch balls, let him make plays. He's an explosive player. We've seen that. I mean, Noah Brown, steady player. He's not the explosive player that T. Y. Hilton is. I I'm you're gonna need some more explosive plays in the passing game, and I feel like the T. Y. Hilton can give you that.
1: T. Y. Hilton now has been targeted on third or fourth down five times. He's got four conversions and a penalty. Uh, yeah. That's the kind of guy I feel like that we talked about in the Green Bay game. Like yeah. on, on that, that route that we feel like Gallup didn't run. That's the that's the time where you, you're really going to be able to use T.Y. Hilton and trust, I think, what he's going to do out there when he's running routes. And so yeah. uh, for me, I, I, I agree with you 100%. Get T.Y. Hilton out there. He's shown he can be incredibly reliable. Uh, Dak Prescott already seems to have a ton of trust in him. Um, and so I think that that's all good stuff that you can build on. Next question here. By the way, before I go on to the next question, I should say, as we're sitting here recording this, a couple tweets coming from the beat here. Uh, Leighton Vanderesh uh, says he's doing good per John Machoda. Uh Everything is coming back, just taking my time, working out, staying in shape, getting ready for this playoff run. And then Michael Gelkin and Jory Epstein both note uh, that while he is unlikely to play this weekend, it appears he is still on track to play if they uh, open in the wild card round. So, yeah. Leighton Van Der Esch getting closer to coming back, that's all good news there. Yep. Uh, next question here for you, Brian. What is the Cowboys' best hope for finding the pass rush again?
0: The uh, the back end playing better. I mean, they've got to find a way to deny some of these routes, whether it's digs or right with the safeties, linebackers. Back end's got to help them a little bit. Uh, they've also got to find a way to kind of get people behind the chains. You know, early in the year, they were drawing like a ton of penalties. You know, drawing yeah. holding calls and motion calls and all that stuff. You get teams all of a sudden. It, uh, it happened to it happened to the Eagles on Sunday. You know, all of a sudden they give up a sack. It's second and seventeen. They give up a uh, they give up a a legal motion penalty. It's now second and twenty three. Right. Know. And then the next thing you know, it's incomplete. Now it's third and twenty-three. That's that's how your pass rush is able to make hay, because teams realize that you know if they get behind the chains. I mean, the last few weeks, well, I mean, even like they got more pressure last week in the Titans game than they did the Eagles game. Sure, but, and they got they got because the Titans weren't staying ahead of the chains. You know, when you're when you're second and four third and one all day it's hard to rush the passer it really really is because you're in a situation having to play the run and also worry about the pass so to me find a way to draw more flags if you can but on the back end you got to do a better job of kind of tightening up some of the coverage and not letting as much free access and routes as we've seen
1: I know we uh I I heard you mention this I know uh I talked about it on the radio too just the uh the amount of of secondary blitzes that Dan Quinn was trying to tap into against yeah. Tennessee. it shows that he's he's trying to address this trying to generate some things how uh, a lot of these teams have started trying to get the ball out quicker it feels like on Dallas
0: they have, they
1: have. like with the twists and stunts and everything not giving it as much time to develop um do you think they're they're playing and press enough like, like like would you would you press the corners a little more frequently to try and buy anytime play with some physicality yeah.
0: I would try, but maybe Dan Quinn's terrified about them playing press coverage and getting run by. Is that that
1: more a concern with your corners or your safeties, do you think?
0: Well, your corners, if they get run by, have we seen yet uh, Hooker, maybe one or two snaps where Hooker's been able to cover up on the back end. We've seen balls go down the field and him arrive just a step late. They might be worried about, you know, me personally – I think it would prevent the double moves that we've been seeing too. You know, we've, we've seen these coaches or uh, the, the opponents throw these double moves. And a lot of the double moves have come from when the guys are playing in off coverage. So I, me, I'm, I I'm not a fan of death, but I'm better fan of the quick death than I am the long death. How about that? Does that make any sense?
1: yeah yeah that, that that that, makes sense uh you you'd, you'd rather uh have it don't end let, th-
0: yeah don't let me die slowly let me die quickly if no, that's don't
1: get slow burn uh yeah. question number three for you here Brian for us to kick around here can the Cowboys fix turnovers the same way they fix penalties the Cowboys through the first 11 games of the season were averaging about seven and a half penalties per game uh they are now down to three per game over the last five weeks. Uh, and in fact, the the highest penalty number they've had in the last five weeks, which was four, was the fewest they had in any game the first 11 weeks of the season. So they've clearly been able to clean some of that up finally. Uh, do we have the same hope for the the turnovers? And which do you think is more within your control to fix, penalties or turnovers?
0: Well, do you need me to speak in existence that, these, that it's not going to get any better with the penalties?
1: <laughs> I've is done it- that.
0: I've done that on several platforms. I did on DallasCowboys.com. Yeah. I did on 105.3. I said, listen, guys, penalties are just going to happen. You're not going to get any better. They And ever since I said that, they got better on penalties. They, they have. have. They have. And I, But I do believe this with my heart. These officials, no matter how you try and work on these penalties or not get them, these officials going to call the game regardless. You know, you saw a team in – and the commanders lose to the Giants on a a penalty where a guy lined up wrong and a mispass interference penalty. You could talk about working on penalties all you want. The penalties you could prevent are the pre-snap ones, false start, neutral neutral zone infractions, things like that. Everything else, officials are going to call what they want to call. Okay, yeah. but they've they've done a much better job of being in games and not being in situations where. They're, maybe, they're giving these officials a reason to call. The turnovers, I don't think that changes either, and I'll tell you why. This quarterback's willingness to try and extend plays and not give up on plays is one of his biggest detractors. He is, he is not going to give up on a play. He's not going to throw just throw the ball away. He's going to try and make a play. He's going to try and make a throw. If he believes that he can get the ball out, he's going to try and do that. You can say, you can talk to him all you want and tell him, hey, can't turn the ball over. Can't turn the ball over. You got to find a way to hold it there. You got to, you know, take a sack, throw it away. I, I, I'm i just going to be real honest, Bobby. This, it's not this guy's DNA. It's What changed?
1: Not. What changed? Because he's never been a, a big turnover guy. This is, this is something that's uh, like, if you look at first career, he's a 1.8% interception percentage guy. He's four this year. What changed?
0: I think what's changed is the fact that he believes so strongly in his ability. When he came out of Mississippi state, he probably wasn't the best passer. He wasn't the best practice player, you know, along the way he has developed into an NFL quarterback. Mm-hmm. And an NFL quarterback that now has so much faith in his ability that he will put himself and the ball in harm's way in order to make a play. How many times this year have we seen him um <laughs> third and thirty launch the ball? Go for it. You know, most guys are, you know, captain check down, get seven yards, get off the field. Yeah. Nah, he launches a ball down the sidelines and like, go get that. You know, YOLO ball. I mean, that's what yeah. he did. How about the times uh, he's running out of the pocket uh, a couple weeks ago. I think it was it's the, the Texans running out of the pocket to his right, launches the ball down the field to Noah Brown for 51 yards. Yeah. You know, instead of maybe just throwing the ball out of bounds or throwing it underneath, it's not in this guy's DNA. It's the, it's the attraction of the big play, you know, because he's made a lot of them in his career. He's made a lot of that throw he made. That throw he made to Dalton Schultz is as pretty a ball you'll ever see a a, a quarterback throw. Mm -hmm. That's, 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 I don't know in 2016 if we see Dak Prescott throw a ball like that. But in 2020, but 2022, we will. 2022, we'll absolutely see him. So I think that's what's changed. He went from being a guy trying to learn and understand. To a guy that now believes that he can make every single throw, regardless of the situation.
1: Question number four for you here: uh, If the Cowboys end out with the wild card spot, they are likely going on the road to Tampa Bay. Uh, if they win the division, not,
0: not likely they're going. That's
1: where that's, where, go. that's where they're going. Uh, if they win, uh, if they win the division, there's a, a good possibility this is uh, at home against the Green Bay Packers. So, uh, Brian, which uh, mythical? Uh, you know, mental hurdle, would you rather try and climb over uh, Aaron Rodgers at AT&T Stadium or Tom Brady on the road?
0: Okay. Now let's think about this. What we just said, Uh huh. you're playing, you'll be playing the Packers, right? That means you have the two seed.
1: Yeah. There's a, there's a strong possibility. You'll play the Packers. Okay. That's not as guaranteed as okay. 10.
0: Okay. But that means San Francisco would have to lose to Arizona, right?
1: Yep. For you to get the one.
0: Okay. Well, how about to get the two?
1: Two, two, you're likely in there if you win the division. Uh, I believe Dallas. That's what Dallas, I'm saying. That's what yeah. saying.
0: I, think, I think San Francisco, if they win and you win, San Francisco would be the two.
1: No, and no, no. San Francisco would be the one, I believe. San Francisco, you need San Francisco to lose and win the division in order to get it.
0: So San Francisco would be the
1: one. Okay. Yep. And then thought, Dallas would be the two. You, you need San Francisco to lose to Arizona and you need to win the division to get the one seed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so if, th- if, you're, if you're at number what's, two, what,
0: what's your possibly at three?
1: Uh, I don't know that the three is within the realm. Of, I don't think they can win the division and finish as low as third. So I think it's either one, two or five. Um, but either way, just uh, for the sake of this, okay, argument,
0: I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. Fine.
1: Yeah. yeah at two and top five. Would you rather have to go against yeah. Brady or, or Rogers?
0: I sound like Ron Rivera. there, not knowing. the situation. <laughs> no,
1: no, 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 it's complicated, man.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, me personally, Dallas was 8-1 and one at home this year. I, I'm, I'm taking my chances playing at home. You know, yeah. uh, I, I know Green Bay's playing better. I think that, I think Green Bay, I think to me going to Tampa, I, 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 you're still going to have to deal with that those receivers in Tampa, aren't you? You're still yeah. going to have to deal with all that, you know, they have. You know, to me, I know that Watson's playing better for the Packers. I know the Packers are on a roll. I feel like I can move the ball better on the Packers than I can the Buccaneers. Yeah, I, no, I, 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 I get it. I get it. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's Tom Brady. Neither one of them are really great options. Mm-hmm. But, but you're gonna have to play one of them, and you're gonna you're gonna have to beat one of them. I'll take I'll take my chances of being eight and one at home. And win in this game against Aaron Rodgers. I would take my chances doing that, knowing that I could probably move the ball against the the Packers better, and I could maybe handle their receivers better.
1: Yeah, and I think I also feel like uh, I'd rather take my chances against the team that I should have beaten on the road than the team that absolutely dog walked me at home. You at know, home. And yeah. Uh, now it's a different. And Tom,
0: team. and Tom Brady didn't play all that great.
1: No, you were, no you, were,
0: you were bad against the run and your quarterback was awful that day.
1: Absolutely. Uh, final question here before we get to the mailbag. Aside from quarterback, which is obvious, that would be the number one for everybody, but aside from quarterback, who do the Cowboys most need to play their best football of the year in the playoffs? Secondary. Which Which player specifically?
0: Nashawn Wright.
1: Nashawn Wright needs to play yeah, yeah, the best football yeah, he's played of, yeah, of the year.
0: Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. I mean... I, I kind of feel like that you're going to get Vanderish back. You're going to get Hankins back. I think there'll be some stability in the front seven. You're going to need Nashawn Wright to play his absolute best in the, in the playoffs. I mean, I he, 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 he can't be a liability. He really can't.
1: I know. I, th- I, th- I think you're, you're dead on Nashawn. Wright is who I would lean on there. Obviously. Yeah. If you get Micah Parsons to play his best ball of the year, that's helpful. If you get, he's, he's going to play. Oh Yeah. These are all yeah. things that help, but obviously, like Nishan Wright, if you could turn something that's that's a question mark right now into a strength, I think everybody would feel if you a lot
0: if, if I asked you, if I asked you this question, I'm like, okay, out of Wright, Tyron Smith, and Micah Parsons, who do you think's gonna play the best?
1: Uh, Micah Parsons.
0: Or who okay, who do you not have to worry about? Who would you not have to worry about playing their best?
1: Um probably Micah? I mean, it just kind of depends. Tyron Smith is still trying to adjust to a, a spot on the other side that he hasn't there's, played in a while. There's your question. There's your yeah. question.
0: It, it's yeah. it's like you could think, well, we need Tyron Smith. I personally feel like you need Tyler Smith to play is the best he can.
1: Yeah. That No, that's yeah. that's going to be absolutely huge for them. There's there's no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.